Um, at the beginning of the year, uh, Mel and I uh, sort of came up with this concept and, and really had it on our heart to, to start this thing called Young Guns. We thought, you know, we have a, a three-point sermon every Friday night, but we want to encourage and um, give these young people opportunities. Um, and so we, we said, right, we're going to have a one-point sermon from a young person every Friday night. And uh, we've been completely blown away, hey, because we've had a different young person every Friday night for this whole year, and each person, it's not like they're trying to better the last person. And what, the, the, what we've given them to, to speak on is, what has God put on your heart? And so every single message has been different, and every single message has been powerful, and I'm taking notes. And you know what I've learned? That it doesn't matter about age or how long you've been in this thing. Um, it's whether or not we're listening to God. And man, when, I, when we open ourselves up and become vulnerable to learn from our young people, man, I just receive so, so much. And so we've got uh, another young gun tonight, Natasha Willoughby. Uh, so come out to hear that. And um, Friday night, just been, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. And we had Young Guns Rapid Fire which was six young guns in a row. And man, it was a phenomenal night. Phenomenal night. If you want the messages, we got them recorded. But, uh, you know, this morning um, I wanted to speak a message that uh, I spoke at the beginning of the year to fight. And, uh, and it's sort of along the lines of what Greg's been talking about. He's been speaking a lot about uh, the bride of Christ, yeah, and being built by him. And uh, something that stuck out to me was in Matthew 16, verse 18 where Jesus is talking to Peter, and he asks him a number of questions. And then, um, and then Jesus says to Peter, On this rock, I will build my church. I will build my church. And I got thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, he's going to build his church. And as Greg's been speaking, we've learned that we are his church, right? We are his church. So this is the rock church building, but I don't believe it's the rock church until we as a congregation come together because we are his church. And um, I've been thinking about it because as I read through the scriptures, I realize that he's pretty fussed. Like, he makes a big fuss about building it correctly. He builds his church his way. And um, he makes a pretty big deal about it. So, if Jesus is the builder and we as his church, what does it look like to be built by him? Uh, beginning of last year, uh, Mel and I wanted to move to Johnsonville. We were in Titahi Bay and uh, we felt we wanted to uh, live in the area that we wanted to influence um, with getting into school. So Onslow College was really on our heart. And, and so we wanted to move to Jolly Javel. Is anyone here from Johnsonville? How good is it, eh? Johnsonville's awesome. But um, <laughs> we, uh, we wanted to, to buy a house and we realized pretty quick that the banks wouldn't lend us money. And that was a no-go. And so we started looking at rentals, and we just couldn't find a rental. This is a story in itself, but uh, long story short, we found this perfect place. Uh, it was, I was on Trade Me one morning. We said, God, just if you want us to move there, um, you make it happen. We'll take our hands off it. I'm on Trade Me. This house comes up for, for rent. I call her up. She's like, I only just uploaded it. We go up there, um, and she, she says, yep, you can rent this house. Uh, it's supposed to be like a three-week waiting period, but she says, no, you can rent this house. The day we move in, um, I stand in the lounge, and I'm saying, God, 
I would love this to be my first house. This is exactly what I want. It's a two-bedroom little unit, um, and it's in the area that I want to be in. And, uh, and then I leave, and then the landlord comes around and uh, says hello to Mel. And on his way out, he says, I'm sick of being a landlord, just sick of it. Mel tells me, I call him up a week later, do you want to sell the house? Yes, I want to sell the house. Uh, it's, it's two units next to, next to each other. And he said, I want to sell the whole thing. So he said, okay, God, if, if this is you, then uh, you make it happen. And so uh, my brother, Josh, he's two years younger than me. Um, we went to the bank and the bank said, yep, the three of you can buy it. And we were like, okay, this is awesome. So we took the step, step of faith and we bought these two units, these, this two, uh, two houses, uh, two, two two-bedroom units. And um, I want to show you our backyard. Have we got that first slide? So this was our backyard when we first bought the place. It was uh, pretty unusable, um, and it was just a mess, and it was overgrown. And we had the youth around one night, and there was about 30 of them crammed into our lounge, and we realized pretty quickly we're not going to be able to entertain in this space. Uh, So we need something that we can have young people around, have a barbecue, and... uh, and so I came up with this idea, we've got to build a deck. We're going to build a deck uh, in this whole backyard. And uh, Josh is a builder. He's a qualified builder. And so we, we drew up some plans, and we said, yep, we're going to do it. We're going to build this deck. And uh, what I'm going to speak to you about this morning is this process that uh, I went through physically building this deck and how God spoke to me the whole way through it. And I just want to share some points um, on how I got to it. But this... Uh, you can go to the next slide. So the first step on building anything, I'm not a builder, by the way, uh, not a builder at all. I know how to, uh, you know, put stuff together, but it's so Mickey Mouse, it's not funny. Um, so the first step, we had to clear uh, clear the section, clear the backyard, um, get rid of everything. And it took a couple of days, it took a, a, a whole bunch of uh, van loads to the tip to get rid of everything. Uh, but we needed to clear it so that we could start um, with, the, with the clear section. And real basic, God's just like, you know, when you first came to me, you were a mess. When you first came to me you, and you received this gift of salvation, this beautiful gift of salvation, and I asked him into my heart, I was a mess, but he, he stripped it. He took it away, and he cleared this from me because that's what he paid for. Hey, he paid that uh, paid the price so that my sins would be as uh, far as from the east, from the west, and that I'd have a clear section. Why? So that he would be able to begin building. All right. So once, you can go to the next slide. Once the, um, once the section had been cleared away, we could begin to build these foundations. That's my brother Josh. He's an absolute legend. Um, and what I discovered, I thought, I thought in my head, right, foundations are going to take maybe one month and then the decking bit the the nice bit that you walk on the it's all you know really uh tricky that's probably going to take two months we could only work on saturdays uh and nights during the week after after work and uh and so i thought foundations would take one month but i soon realized that i am so impatient and these things take time and uh the reason it took so much time is because every single bit of wood needed to be exactly the right height and uh, in, this, in this thing called the plumb line. 
Do we remember Greg talking about the plumb line every Sunday? And this other word called alignment. It needed to be an exact alignment, an exact, um, exactly straight. Uh, you can go to the next slide. That yellow thing in the middle is a laser, all right? I like lasers. They're awesome. Bit of haze. Fist pump. Um, no? So we got to, uh, so these things that he's, um, he's doing is, uh, they're the bearers. I'm not a builder, so if I get the words wrong, just bear with me. Bearer, see? Um, it's not even in my notes. Bearer. Um, and what we had to do is we had to bolt every bit of um, wood to the ground, and it needed to be exactly the right height. Now, the backyard, as I said, was unusable, so it's on this horrible slant. And, um, and so we used the laser to make sure every bit was the right height. And um, it couldn't be a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. It had to be exactly um, flat, and uh, it had to be solid. And the bits that touched the concrete had to have uh, this bottom on it so that it wouldn't go moldy. See, I learned lots. I learned lots. A hundred bearers later, um, we're getting somewhere. You can go to the next slide. I became so frustrated. I'm not a builder, and I thought that what we were doing was a little bit pointless. I thought, you know, it's... Oh, you can go back one. I thought, this isn't, this isn't completely necessary. Like, I get that we've got to do all these foundations... Um, but I don't think it's exactly necessary um, to do every bit. And uh, I started to get frustrated, and I started to lose uh, faith in my brother a little bit. And, uh, and I had to work out what is faith. Now, it says in the word, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So while we were building this deck, which didn't exist yet, I needed faith that what we were building would soon turn into the deck that we had designed and we were hoping to build. And I needed to trust Josh, the builder, and have my faith in him that he knows what he's doing. And you know what? I feel like this, is, uh, this relates to the season that we're at um, as the Rock congregation, but us individually as well. Um, you know, God's been stripping us and he's been rebuilding us. And uh, it requires so much faith. So much faith and trust in him and him alone because we can't always see the reasons why um, behind what he's doing. And we can't always see the finish line. But if we trust in him, then uh, we just have to keep, keep faith and keep trust in him. And, uh, you know, we, we can't always see the finish line, but we know that God is building something. And as Greg's been talking about, he's building a bride. He's building a bride for his son. And so I think God knows exactly how to build me. He knows how to build me correctly. And so my role is actually just to trust him, just like I had to trust Josh, trust him and allow him. And this looked like obedience, obedience to what Josh was telling me to do. (laughs) So the question is, do we really trust God to build us correctly? In this season that we're at at the moment as the rock do we trust him that he is building us correctly? Because we, we've got to remember he's building his church and we are his church individually and together as a body. All right, foundations are a long process. I know this now. And uh, there's always going to be hard times come along. And you've already seen the slide, but you can go to it. 
For us, it was rain. Now, because uh, we only had Saturdays uh, and, and nights during the week, Friday nights, we have fight, right? And we don't get out of here till 11, 11.30, sometimes later. Josh, he works on builder's hours, right? And so he's, he's there tooting the horn at the crack of dawn on a Saturday. I'm looking out the window going, is that really him? And he's banging on the door. What are you doing? Get out of here. I'm like, but it's raining. <laughs> it's raining. No deal. He goes, nah, get the umbrella. This day, it was actually thunder and lightning. And I'm holding an umbrella with a point on the top of it, a metal point. I'm going, huh. But Josh is like, I don't want my tools to get wet. So I was like, all right. Respect. Um, we needed to persevere. And uh, God, God really spoke to me about this one. You know, when times get tough in our faith, uh, I spoke to the young guys that when, when we get uh, hassled at school or maybe you get hassled at work or people, you know, get up in your face, what are we going to do? Are we going to persevere through in what we feel God has called us to do? Uh, or are we going to uh, sort of step back and run or, or stop? And I, I, um, I, I read in Luke 14 verse 29, it says, For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. And I thought, you know, if we start and if we allow God in, but when it gets hard, we tap out, people see that. And uh, I didn't want this deck to be something that I talked up, because I talked it up to all my mates. I'm like, yeah, we're building this deck, barbecue in a couple of months. It's going to be the one. If I bailed because of rain, then I would have just got ridiculed. Jaron would have given me a hard time. Um, and I definitely don't want to be that guy that goes around saying that I'm a follower of God and then as soon as times get hard, I bail, I tap out. Um, yeah, that's not how I want to roll. All right, back to these foundations. Uh, next slide, please. It looks like we're getting closer. Hey, it looks like we're getting closer. And I'm like, awesome, Josh, we're getting there. We're nearly there, Surely. We've got to put the decking on now. That's the fun bit, the finishing touches, making it look good. I'm getting real excited. And he looks at me. He does this little grin. He goes, nah. That yellow thing is a planer. And he goes, every bit of wood that you see, you've got to go through and plane it so that, or sand it so that it's exactly the, the right height, so that it's um, flat and straight and perfect, um, perfectly and aligned. And I'm like... Is this really necessary? <laughs> Serious. I would, I would not be a good builder. And then, um, so these are the bearers. And then in between every bearer, we needed to do joists. And the joists had to be exactly 405 mil apart uh, with two mil give or take. My mils are like centimeters, so two <laughs> centimeters give or take. Um, and so throughout this process, I'm going, you know, I, I get that the foundations need to be strong and I get that it's, it takes a while, but does it really have to be perfect? Does it really have to be your way? Because, Josh, can't we just skip the joists or can't we just skip uh, the planing? Like, I don't really want to go along and plane and sand every bit of wood. And by this stage, he's my brother. He's not my boss, so... He snaps at me and he just looks me in the eye and he says, no, if you skip a process, if you skip a part of this, 
then when you actually lay the next bit on, when you lay your, your fancy decking on the top, in a couple of weeks it's going to start bending like a banana, or I think the word is bow, um, and it's going to look rubbish in a couple of months. And, um, and so he really grilled me, and it, it cut me deep. <laughs> God is building his church, and he wants her to be strong, solid, and straight, and built to last and withstand the fire. He sees the bigger picture that we don't. I had to make a choice. I had to be obedient to Josh. And we, needed to be, we need to make that same choice and allow God to be the one directing and the one de- deciding which step goes next and uh, how long we're going to take in each step of this process of his building. So I gave in to Josh, and I did it the long process way. No skipping. Finally, we're done with the foundations, and we're ready to start putting on uh, the, the decking. Remember how I said at the start, um, I thought that it was going to be one month of foundations and then two months of uh, doing all the fiddly, um, nice top decking bit? So it took three months to do the foundations and two days to do the decking on the top. And uh, you can start going through um, some of the other slides. Oh, next one. So this is uh, starting to put that that decking on. And I couldn't believe it. Because we'd done um, so much prep work and because we'd done it the right way, everything just went on perfect. There was no troubles. You can go to the next one. Next one again. And so this just flew through. Uh, got, I think there's a couple more. My little clicker didn't work this morning. Two more. So this is the finished deck. And uh, doesn't it look awesome? That's all Josh. I, uh, I cut a few bits and I sanded them and then he'd go back and redo them. <laughs> but I was there holding the umbrella. So um, Over Christmas... Just this Christmas, been we had uh, all our family over for uh, Christmas lunches, and uh, we had our friends over for that barbecue that I told them about. And uh, and I'm sort of showing off the deck, and they 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 go, "Wow, this looks amazing!" And they're looking at it, and um and they they're just in awe. And then I realise, uh, I realise they're they're marvelling at the outside of the deck, but they had no idea what had gone on. Underneath, they had no idea of the the foundations that it actually built. I was thinking about it this morning. When you go um, to someone's house that they've just built, you don't like go to walk in the front door and go, "Oh, hang on, I'm just going to go around the back and climb under the cubby hole thing to see the foundations of the house and marvel at that and go, "Wow, look at that bearer and the joist. It's phenomenal." You go in and you go, "This lounge is incredible," and and uh, it's the same for this. No one wanted to climb under and see what had gone into it. But because I'd been through this process and because um, I'd spent all this time going through and making sure that each step had been done the way that Josh, the master builder, told me to do it, um, it meant a whole bunch more to me. And uh, this, this is where God really spoke to me. He said, everyone admires the external. And everyone sees the external and says, wow. 
you know, you have such an amazing relationship with God. And you know him so well and you're on fire for him. But nobody knows what has gone into getting us to that point. You know, all the time preparing the foundations for the decking to go on. Man sees the exterior, what we look like and what we do. But God sees the heart. He sees what we truly look like and he sees our heart. And the perfect example of this, perfect example of this is uh, my good friend Sam Willis. He spoke a couple of Sunday nights ago. And if, uh, if you're like me, you would have just been completely blown away by the knowledge that he has of God. And it's not like he's just reciting scripture, but he knows it and he knows his father. He's intimate with him. But that was an outworking of years of Sam sitting with God, going for walks with God, spending time going, God, teach me what this scripture means. Teach me why. Teach me how you did it. And um, and we get to receive the, the external, the outworking, and we go, wow, this is amazing. But actually what's gone into building Sam, his church, uh, goes a whole bunch deeper. And that's what get, uh, God sees. And it's the same with Nathan this morning. You know, I know that Nathan gets up every morning at 7 a.m. and prays with his father in their lounge every day. And he reads his word and he's and he he's allowing God to teach him. He's, he spends time in prayer. I know that now Nathan um, has given God his lunchtime. He says, God, I want to give you my lunchtime at school. I don't want to just hang out at the canteen and scab for a pie. I want to, I want to do what you say. And so he's training himself to hear God's voice. You know, the more that we know him, uh, the more intimate that we are, the stronger these foundations are going to be that he's building. We are his church, and he's wanting to build us. But in our humanness, we want to do it, what I was trying to do, and skip the process. We want to do it our way. But if we do it our way, it won't stand. It's a long and slow process, but every step is vital to the end result. You know, Jesus tells this parable uh, in Luke 6 about a man who built a house on the sand and a man who built a house on the rock. And uh, every step is vital to what he's doing. If we think about this uh, as God is preparing us to be a bride to his son and every step of this process that he's taking us on, what we're, the season that we're in now is the rock, then every step is vital. The shaping, the pruning, the aligning, the spending time making sure it's straight. Doing it his way is important. I gave this example at fight a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on the day of our wedding, Mel and I, uh, we got married on the 31st of January uh, 2009. <laughs> the day of our wedding, Mel had spent weeks preparing herself. And then on the morning, she spent hours and hours preparing herself. She went through uh, getting her hair done and her uh, makeup and her jewelry and accessories and um, and then put on this dress. Here, dress, dress, dress. And when she came down the aisle, she was literally the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen. Do you want to chuck that slide up? You guys can see too. 
But imagine if she hadn't prepared herself. Imagine everyone's here, they all stand up to see the bride come down the aisle, and out steps Mel in fat pants and a hoodie. Like, Mel looks awesome in fat pants and a hoodie. But it's, it's nothing compared to, these, to the wedding dress that she wore as she came down the aisle to meet me. God is preparing us for marriage with his son. And so I want to make sure that I'm entering into the full process, not missing any of the steps, making sure that I'm doing it his way and not my way. Because I don't want to show up like the five virgins without oil. And I definitely don't want to show up in fat pants and a hoodie <laughs> instead of the fine linen garments that he talks about in Revelation 19. I asked Josh uh, what would have happened if we had skipped some of the steps uh, in building the foundations. And he said pretty much our Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner wouldn't have been that nice. Everyone would have come to marvel at the deck and it would have been bowed and um, you know, if I had it my way and not done some of those bearers, someone probably would have fallen through. Um, and I just realized how important it is to listen to the master builder, to listen to him. And when it gets hard, to look to him, to rely on him, to hear his voice. And I heard Josh's voice pretty loud telling me a number of times, do it this way, don't do it that way, do it this way. As you increase God... I decrease. At Fight over the last year, we've been looking at justification, sanctification, and glorification. And uh, when we first come to God and we ask him into our heart, we become justified, just as if I never sinned. So our sin is taken care of, our slate is wiped clean, and our our backyard is is cleared and ready for the building. But um, what I've felt over the last few weeks just preparing for this Every time I've gone to sort of edit my message and, and what I've been doing, uh, I just, I've just clearly felt the Spirit just saying that this is the, this is the main point, this first step, um, the clearing of the section. And uh, it's not so much the justified state, but it's actually this process of sanctification. And so I'm like, God, what, what does that look like? Because you say that my sin is as far as from the east as from the west. Um, and, he, and, and as I've started to think about it and reflect on it, I've realized that, well, actually, he can clear that. But as soon as stuff gets hard, what do I fall back on? I fall back on what is actually in my heart. So how much of him has been built in me that I am, am going to fall back on him? And uh, we've been looking at this thing called iniquity in us um, on Friday nights. And uh, what I feel God... What I just wanted to speak briefly about this morning was he, it doesn't matter how long we've been in this. It doesn't matter um, if, if we gave our heart last week or 20 years ago. He, he needs a clear section to work on. He wants to build it his way. He wants to prepare his bride for, uh, he wants to prepare a bride for his son. And he wants to do it. Um, slowly and built well and built for perfection. And, um, and that looks like getting rid of this iniquity. And uh, what I've learned is that the Holy Spirit will, uh, will highlight areas in my heart that 
um, maybe aren't external, but are things that are going to uh, affect the way that I'm being built. So he might say, um, do it this way, but because of the pride that's in me, I do it as a God idea, but add my two cents to it. And what 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 happens, I hope you're hearing me, is that um, what happens is that I think I'm building building the church. I think I'm preparing to become the bride, but I'm actually doing it, and it's tainted with me. It's tainted with me. And God wants to build his bride. He wants to build us his way. But when we allow ourselves to put us in the mix, then we're going to end up lopsided or warped. Uh, Someone's going to fall through. And... uh, Yeah, so Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come right now into our hearts, God. And God, I don't want anything to uh, be growing in my backyard. (laughs) Lord, I want you to come and reveal um, the iniquity in my heart that uh, you want to rid, that you want to pull out so that you can build me solid, that you can build me your way, that you can build me how you desire for your son. And Lord, we just invite you this morning to come in and to realign us, God, to um, pull us into that plumb line. And uh, God, that you may build us solid, you may build us straight, that we would be long-lasting, Lord, that we would withstand the fire. God, we need you. And um, Lord, we just give you uh, our iniquity. Lord, the things in me that Uh, come out that want to do it my way or want to um, add my two cents to something. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to reveal that to us now, Lord, that we may just give it to you. And Lord, I know that it's a process. I know that uh, it doesn't just disappear overnight. It's, uh, It's not like the justified state where... You can just rid it. We, we invite you into our hearts and you clear our sins, Lord. It's, it's deeper than that, Lord. You're wanting to refine us and to, uh, Lord, teach us your way of doing things, which is so opposite to my way of doing things. And so, Lord, we just, we just say, have your way in us, God. We thank you for the season that we're in as the rock. Lord, we thank you for this journey that we're all individually on. And, God, I thank you that... Lord, you want to build us. Thank you that you want us to become this bride for your son. And I thank you that you want to fuss over us, that you want to be that voice in our ear that's saying, no, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it a little bit wrong. Get that out of there so that it's done my way. It can't be two centimeters off. It's got to be exactly the right measurement. Amen. So I hope that made some sort of sense.